The blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you episode-by-episode episode breakdowns of Seinfeld, the show we all know and love from the 90s. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And in this episode, we are giving you the pen. We're going to give you the pen, then we're going to take the pen back, uh, because that's how we work. Uh, <laughs> the pen aired on October 2nd, 1991. It is from Season 3, Episode 3. My man, Corey, could you give us the overall synopsis of this episode? Yeah, just like you said, um, after this episode plays, it will delete immediately from your feed as we yeah. take it back. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. The pen. This is a classic one. While visiting his parents in Florida, Jerry suffers a scuba diving accident and Elaine endures a very uncomfortable night on a sofa bed. A tribute to Jerry's dad goes awry after Jerry accepts an astronaut pin from a surly retiree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that Jack Compass is a surly retiree. Yeah. They don't even give him his name on this one. That's funny. I mean, because he, he, he appears multiple times throughout the show later on. But Yeah, he's Jack Compass. Uh, yeah, this is the, he's Jack Compass, baby. <laughs> I love Jack Compass. He's one of my, yeah. my all-time favorite Seinfeld side characters. And he, oh. this is his first episode, and I love it. Yes, this is his first episode. Uh, and I think this is our first time that we yeah go down to Florida. It only happens a few times in the show. Um, but to before we get into that, there is a stand-up bit about old people in bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds gross. And even worse, trunks. They call them trunks. Yeah. <laughs> they do. yeah. And when I when I grew up I called them trunks. I think I still kinda call them trunks. <laughs> That's because you're old. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not far from Florida though, you know? I'm I grew up from Georgia, not too far. That is true. That is true. Um Jerry says he's never seen an old person in a new bathing suit. Basically all their bathing suits are from another century and another bygone era. And whenever he goes down uh to visit his parents in Florida, if he forgets his bathing suit, his dad says, Ah, just wear my trunks. And then Jerry goes talks about like why does he call them trunks? Is it like a tree's gonna be wearing them? Yeah, that was kinda lame. But trunks dumb. it is funny um and then he talks about when you get in the water with with your trunks and how they just kind of spread out and because you're wearing someone else's it's a different size you know so like Mm -hmm. you're in the middle of this like floating all around you is your is your bathing suit essentially and he's like no i'm i'm parasailing i'm waiting for the boat to come by and this is my this is my parasailing sail i guess it was okay i i I got where he was going with it. We've all been there with the the trunks mm-hmm. that are too big and they're floating around you. But the payoff of the joke being like, I'm parasailing, just yeah. waiting for the boat to come back around. I was like, eh, it wasn't the strongest. I agree. Not Definitely not the strongest setup. But but what he was saying, like the relatability of what he was saying worked. But like as an overall punchline of a joke, I think it just fell a little bit flat at the end. But it, it does a great job to, of course, set up where this episode is going. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, uh, speaking of that, we are not in New York. We start off at 
Morty and Helen Seinfeld's place in Florida. Real quick, hashtag that's my Morty. Hashtag that's your Morty. This is the second time we have seen the correct Morty again. We saw him earlier. Uh, I believe it was the pony remark where we got the, the first uh, yes. time we got this Morty. Yeah, and if you guys haven't, some for some reason, haven't listened to that episode, I'll just reiterate. I absolutely, positively love Mr. and Mrs. Seinfeld. I love both of them equally. I would I wish I was I don't want them to be my parents I wish they were like my friend's parents I love them as mm-hmm. a friend's parents does and I think they're yeah. both awesome I absolutely love any episodes that have uh, uh, Helen and Morty in them see and I'm much more of a Frank and Estelle Costanza man oh yeah I adore Frank. I mean, Estelle's fine but Frank is the best of the parent characters in my opinion and, and okay as a character, I completely agree. But as a real person, I would never want to, to okay. interact with the, the Costanzas. As a real person, I would want to know the Seinfelds. Okay. Fair enough. I I, I, I can get that. Um, no, I, I, I agree on between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh you know, I they don't bother me. It's funny. It's funny. It just makes me think about my wife, and I, I just bring her up because I want. I know she loves the the podcast, and she listens to it. She tells me constantly whenever Helen and Morty are on this on are on an episode, she tells me how much she hates them. Oh. She can't stand them. I think it's I think it's the well Estelle's this even more so, but like the overbearing. I'm going to tell you what to do, Jewish mother kind of thing that Helen has a little bit of, um, or over. You know, she even just kind of like she tries to coddle some things and I think that bothers my wife um, but I, I I am with you that if it came to who I would rather have as my real parents 100% I'd rather have um, you know Morty and Helen yeah and, and for all their faults they as characters they do seem like sweet people they don't seem yeah. particularly like crazy or bad and yes they do have a lot of faults and and they're very apparent in this episode but i think still they're sweet people and i think that's what i like about them but well. to to completely agree with what you said uh uh frank costanza is the funniest like he yes. is the funnier the funniest. of the of the two parents yeah yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, the Seinfelds are nice up until you make so much paella, and they don't even fucking come over for it, yeah. so fuck them on that. Good call, good call. But, all right, uh, so we are down in Del Boca Vista, and uh, Jerry and Elaine are visiting, and immediately, you know, we just, we notice, and we get this through the entire episode, and I'm just gonna, I'll call it out now, maybe we talk about it later on in the wrap-up, but there is no Kramer, and there is no George in this episode at all and what bothers me a little bit is we get such a great relationship with Kramer and both sets of parents honestly um but like he's a great he does a great relationship with Morty and Helen and so I feel like that's a little bit missing um when we because we don't have that here yeah and I always love Kramer's relationship with both uh, Morty and Frank Costanza I like how Kramer mm-hmm. always sort of gravitates towards those two and I like yeah. I always love how he has his own relationship there's no like I got to talk mm-hmm. to Jerry if I can talk to his dad like it's he has his own relationship but yeah you're right it, we will talk about it extensively I think in the wrap up but yeah uh Michael Richards and Jason Alexander not in this episode and I didn't notice until the end, so I'll just keep it like yeah. that. I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> I almost killed Adam. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, all right, so 
Um, we kind of get like some good back and forth between Jerry with Elaine uh, against the Seinfelds about you know them doing a rental car and not getting the insurance. Uh, also, we get you know very it's really that whole kind of setup or that beginning part of them is to me is very. Uh, relatable like anytime you're talking to either your parents if your parents are older or your grandparents or whatever and them you know asking these kind of like questions and like or also being like Helen is and being like almost overbearingly nice and accommodating you know you don't need to be that accommodating um and she's just constantly like no no no, you can drive us we won't we won't drive our own car and Morty's like what the fuck of course we'll drive our car and you know like that kind of stuff I I have parents my my mother-in-law is like this a lot where she'll just, you know, she'll, she'll go out of her way for some stuff. And it's like, don't, don't worry about it. Like I'm an adult. I, you know, if I need to buy my own rental car, it's, it's okay. And then let's just make life easier for everybody. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of that whole like second guessing thing. Um, my, I have mm-hmm. a, a sister-in-law that, that does that. And I kind of had to be like, look, if I tell you something, like if I tell you I'm fine with something, yeah. don't don't worry about it. Like I'm not blowing yes. smoke up your ass. Like I will tell you how I feel, and if I if I disagree, I will tell you that as well. You know, and and yeah. I, I hate I do hate that. I hate it because it, it it implies that the person's not listening to you. You know, they're 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 yeah. they're being overly yeah. accommodating. Yes, it's nice. Yes, they're trying to be nice, but it's also them not listening. I agree. You know what? Honestly, I think that's what my wife hates yeah. about Helen is because she's not just like taking your benefit of the doubt of what you're saying and not paying attention to you. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Valid. That's a very valid point. Now, during this conversation, when mm-hmm. Elaine goes to drop her clothes off in the room yes. and we start getting Helen and talking to Jerry about like, why aren't, you know, somebody you guys dating, oh, take our room, take our room. And, and he's like, oh, we, yep. we can't do that anymore. So, they, the Seinfelds do not know that Jerry and Elaine are broken up at this point, even though in season one they already knew that. So is this written post mm-hmm. season two's sort of finale where they maybe get back together? You know, you guys all know what we're talking about yeah. season two. Yeah, we talked about it extensively. Yeah. That's how I took it. I took that they wrote this in there as a kind of a little bit of that closure from, you know, okay, this that never really worked out. And I think they just kind of made that as a side little conversation just to kind of be done with it and be like, yeah, they're not fucking together. We're just moving on from it. I, that's that's my assumption. That's how I took it. Yeah, and, and that's how I took it too. I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I almost wish there was a little piece of dialogue by the mom saying like I thought you guys tried again just to kind of like yeah, imply yeah. the second go around you know um, okay because even though that episode didn't end as the finale of last yeah. season it still technically happened and that episode ended with them still being together um, I would imagine G- that his parents would know about it so that, that's all I was like oh that's odd and then I did watch like the making of the YouTube making of this episode and they do not talk about that at all <laughs> so I was like okay, okay I guess Adam and I will just have to dig into it on our own but yeah, yeah my, I'm yep. the same as you. I was like, I, I kind of, I kind of forgot that that conversation even happened. I was like, oh yeah, like because mm-hmm. when you watch them out of order, then yeah, it doesn't really matter. But like on syndication or something. But when you're actually watching them in order, these little things kind of like make your ears kind of just perk up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so Jerry's apparently in Florida to visit his father for this big. Uh, like a little get together that the condo association is having because he's president and they're just having like this big little to do that Jerry wants to, that, you know, Morty obviously cares about and he wants them to be at. Uh, we meet Jack Klompis, uh, who is like a, a neighbor or, you know, a friend of the Seinfelds. Uh, this is our first time meeting the character. Um, and let's talk a little. I am a fan of Jack Klompis, the character himself. Like he 
he adds a great something to the show. He plays a great foil to Marty or not Marty, Morty at times. Um, and so I think they do a great job about like with that. Uh, and he's he's a he's a perfect old person. You know, he just, he just plays like a, an obnoxious old person really well. I <laughs> did. I'm with you, man. I, like I said earlier, he's one of my favorite secondary recurring secondary characters. He's a great foil. He's a great antagonist. Um, I love his old man eyebrows. I hope that <laughs> yeah. God, they're so they're so wild. My my biggest fear in life is that I I have those eyebrows when I'm too young. So like when I get my hair cut <laughs> and my beard cut, I have the person cut my eyebrows too because I don't want to yeah. have old man eyebrows. Well, I don't I don't understand why some people don't yeah. just trim them. I've seen I've seen some people, you know, even like fairly close to our age and they have some wild eyebrows. I'm like just trim that motherfucker. How do you not notice it? And, and the worst is when you go back and like watch like 80s movies, like dudes in like 80s movies never, they didn't like trim their nose hairs and they didn't trim uh-uh. their eyebrows. And I was, I, I noticed that in uh, the Life Force episode of Podcasting After Dark, the main, uh. <laughs> the main character has like old man eyebrows and he's like 32 years old. I'm like, just cut him, just cut him. But all that being said, when I am Jack Compass's age, I want my eyebrows to be that large and in charge because I believe all of his power mm. comes from those eyebrows yeah they must they (laughs) yes you know exactly that's where it generates it generates from the eyebrows we all know this yeah and and before we start digging into other stuff because we have so much to talk about this episode i Mm -hmm. have to say I loved Jerry's red jacket and crazy shirt underneath that he arrived with. I was like, I don't know why, but I was like, I freaking loved it. And I loved Morty's pink shirt with the flamingos print on it. I loved both of those outfits. I was like, dude, I want all of that. <laughs> You're ridiculous. What you what you find and like looking at people's attire. I don't understand how that works for you, but you, you really care. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I do. I want that. I want that red jacket so bad that Jerry had. <laughs> All right. Let, let's get into the namesake of the episode. Jack Clompus is over. He's talking about his, or he's, you know, writing something down with his pen. Uh, he, well, he's writing down a check. He's he's being very frugal about, you know, paying paying off this whole dinner thing. We had an entire conversation about this in our last episode. If anybody didn't listen to <laughs> I think I think this right here is what I was thinking about in the last episode when we were talking mm-hmm. about just split the things evenly just split them evenly three yeah. you know four ways whatever just split things evenly but no jack compass it's got to be what is it 19 dollars and 45 cents and 45 cents yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jack! Not just twenty bucks, and just picture me like like doing the whole Wrath of Khan thing, just going Jack. Uh, yeah. Compass. But at the at the same time, I know Morty is the exact same type, and if he was on the other side, he would also write a check for nineteen forty five. I feel like he is trying to, you know, finagle. Jack Clompus out of that 55 cents because he is trying to like, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to, cause he's a cheap bastard too. You know, he's no different. I completely agree with you. You are a hundred percent right. <laughs> he's trying to get his, I mean, yeah, Jack Clompus, he's, he gave him the correct amount, right? Like, so Jack is uh-huh. completely in the right. He's completely in the right. Yes. Yeah. 55 cents, whatever, but he's completely in the right. But yes. Morty is trying to get that extra 55 cents out of him, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> you can, you know what, dude, that's the salesman. That's yes. the raincoat salesman in him. Yes. You know, that is true. The, that the is executive. 100% true. That is the salesman in him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fight yeah. for every penny. Yep. All right. So anyway, Jack, you know, writing that, writing that check and Jerry notices that it's a, 
interesting pen you know and then they get in the whole conversation oh god it's the astronaut pen the one that can write upside down jerry knows about it and jack is like i'll take it take the pen he's basically he basically begs jerry to take the pen he's trying to be an overtly nice guy take the pen and jerry takes it and cool he's got it uh, of course i love the immediate second that the door shuts that uh jack and his wife leave helen cut to helen why did you, what did you take that pen for? And it's just, it's hilarious. And she calls it from the get-go. Like, she knows how all of this is going to play out. You see it on her face right then and there. She And she calls it. She she It, it plays yeah. out exactly like she thinks it's going to play out. I, I thought that was great. I'm with you. Like, right when the door slammed, she's like, why'd you take the pen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she 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 plays a very good mother character like that. She, she, great casting on her part. Love Helen. Um, that night, uh, you know, we kind of, we see that it's just, it's, it's all hot as all hell. Yeah. It's Florida. It's humid. It's going to be terribly hot. But on top of that also it's old people, old people and they're frugal old people. They don't use the AC at all. Uh, and so Elaine is not comfortable and, uh, but partly I want to say she's probably not comfortable because she's wearing like an entire, entire pajama suit to bed. Like if you're, if you're in a hot bed, I take off my clothes when I am going into a hot bed like that. You know, I don't wear a full damn pajama suit uh, going to bed, but she's also on the pullout couch and she's got the bar uh, that's against her back. I will say when we were younger, when we were kids, we had a pullout couch that we would use every now and then, you know, we would make forts with it and stuff like that. Um, I 100% know the struggle of that exact bar that is on there, and it makes it so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you Did you have that same kind of situation? Yeah, yes, sir. That's why this episode resonates with every single person on the planet, because we, yeah. all, we all fucking hate that bar, every single one of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back, for some reason, in the 80s and early 90s, furniture companies just could not figure out how to make a proper pull-out bed, uh, pull-out couch, that was not, you know, that wasn't just so goddamn uncomfortable. Nowadays, I think they've figured it out, and there are actual comfortable ones isn't, around. Isn't that why futons came out? Like, pull out futons? Yes, well, futons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just put the mattress on the ground. It's okay. Yeah, but back in the day, Oof. man. Yeah, just, but yeah, we can all, out. I think we can all really, yeah, aside from Elaine, obviously, wearing a full, like, clearly, like, thick you know, pajama outfit, mm-hmm. you know, she should have been wearing something else, but like, she's also like under the covers too, but you still feel her pain. You're like, yeah, you can just yes. look, look, she just looks uncomfortable. She's like sitting there sweating. And I like how Jerry's like trying to, to like ca- not calm her down, but he's like, we're only going to be here for three more days. One of them's going to be a travel day. So like, really it's only like a day and a half. Well then, you know, like then you got meals. We're really only going to have like 20 minutes left. And I'm like, it's, it's funny how he could just kind of talk it down like that, but it's all yeah. completely irrational because it is complete it's bullshit it's, you know and he even he knows it's bullshit but he's just saying it to try and like speed it up and the fact that she's in so much pain and we all know that we've been in that much pain before so we also know that she's gonna feel every minute of these yes. next like three two or three days so it's like jerry it's like just just shut up man just shut. i'm surprised she didn't yeah. like strangle him you know but it's a, it's a fu- that is a funny running gag that they have throughout this episode of jerry kind of Going back to that exact type of thing. Yes, yes, a hundred percent agreed. Every every single gag has a payoff at the end of this episode. Yep. Uh, so Elaine wakes up, and yeah, her back is just so fucked. She cannot go scuba diving. Um, you know that was the whole reason why she went down there in the first place. 
Um, you know, and she, <laughs> I like, I like her performance, uh, you know, when she's begging Helen to, uh, to put on the air conditioner. I beg you, <laughs> put on the air conditioner. Um, you know, and Helen's and, and like, the, but there is like, like Helen is generally concerned. She's generally concerned. But then when she's like, then she's like, I don't even know how to turn the thing on. <laughs> I just, what? I love yeah. That. But she's like, what are you, are you hot? Yeah. Like, how are you hot? And it's just like, it's fucking Florida. <laughs> of course it's always hot. It's insane. Yeah. So, uh, and then this other kind of random neighbor comes in. I don't think it's a character, honestly, that we ever meet again or see again that I remember. Um, but she is just someone who is friends with Helen, obviously around the, uh, belt, belt, del, belt, del Boca Vista, uh, community. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, she brings up the whole pen situation, which Helen, this this is Helen's like little I fucking told you moment. And she knows that and now everybody knows about the pen and it's just a big, big deal. And the shit that like retired community, retired people have to worry about. And and I'll say this confidently because I know my mother doesn't listen to this podcast. My mother is retired and, and, her, and her husband, they're retired. And my mother in particular, the shit that she worries about, I'm like, mom, you obviously have no fucking problems in your life anymore because you're worrying about like dishes and the shit that you're going to serve at Christmas where you already have a million dishes. Nobody gives a fuck what you serve your dishes on or you're worried about place settings and other stuff that's just like, whatever. I mean, retired people, man, like (laughs) they worry about the craziest shit. I'm just like, you know what? You're, you're insane. (laughs) <laughs> my dad and my stepmom are retired. They live in Florida. They don't. They live in one of these style communities. So, dude, all like all of this made sense to me. Especially mm-hmm. having my wife and I just visited Florida about a month ago to go see them. <laughs> uh, that place is a nightmare. I hate Florida. But uh, <laughs> but my mom, my mom is going to retire like in I think three weeks or something. So I guess I got to get prepared for those phone calls about Christmas time and you know her just having yeah. too much free time on her hands or something. I don't Ugh. know. But oh man, I'm staring down the barrel of that re- retirement soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's just it's wild stuff. I love her. I love my mother, but like just the, the shit that she cares about. I'm just like, wow, mom, you used to have real problems. Remember when you were a fucking uh, you know, uh single mother of three trying to get shit done and like, you know, stuff was really difficult. I am so happy that stuff's not difficult for her anymore, and this is the crap that she can worry about, so I'm grateful for that. But the <laughs> fact that like, you know, she treats this as stressful as like, you know, feeding your kids, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> It's on the level of being uh, upset about where's the scotch tape, you know? Yes, yeah. And that and that is the pen in this situation. Yes. The pen is just like that. Yep. So uh, so later, Jerry comes back from scuba diving, scuba diving, and his eye capillaries have burst, and he's got, like, two big black eyes. You know, shit is just going worse and worse and worse with this vacation. I've been scuba I'm certified. I've been scuba diving about five times, and I've gone as low as I think, uh, or as deep as, I think, 50 to 70 feet one time to, like, a, a shipwreck type of uh, dive, you know, uh, down in the Keys, Key West, and my eyeballs never exploded like this so i i don't know if that's a thing if this if this is something that regularly know. happens or just didn't happen to me but yeah i will say this yeah we've all been on this vacation though where just everything is lined up to go wrong basically like everything yeah. goes wrong and that just sucks it does. that it's, totally it's sucks especially since like when you think about it, like Elaine had to take off time from work to do this. Like she had to like cut into mm-hmm. her, her, 
her vacation to come down here, you know, to basically have a horrible night's sleep, get her back yeah. fucked up, and then, <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, so Jack Klompas comes back, uh, and there's a whole little back and forth. Jerry ends up giving him back his pen because he feels bad about this whole situation, and Jack takes it. Morty immediately jumps on him about taking the pen back, and he's pissed about it, and uh, they end up yelling, and there's there's a whole, you know, th- them, them fighting each other and either being friends but also being, like, mortal enemies at the same time is just kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know if I ever took yeah. Morty and Jack as being friends. I feel like they always kind of like accepted each other. Like they sort of always needed each other as almost arch nemesises need each other. Even though, <laughs> even though Jack will go into to Morty's like garage yes. later to help him out, which yeah, is exactly. it's, it's a weird thing. But at the, at the same time, it seems like it's there's always like something, you know what? We'll talk about it later, but it almost seems like Jack, you know, was doing it because he knows he could get something later from Morty. Eh. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel that they have some kind of friendship. I mean, he obviously had Jack be the MC yeah. for this situation. Um, yes, he called Jack to help him out with other situations. He could have called that other old lady <laughs> um, or, you know, if something else. But like he obviously trusts Jack for something. Yeah. Or maybe he respects him. Or I don't know. It's, 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 um, but they it's have almost have like some an antagonistic kind of like friendship almost, yeah. you know. And I will say this. I will yeah. say I, I put down in my notes. I go, good job, Morty, for standing up for your son. Like when, when you know, he gave mm-hmm. him the, the pen or whatever. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I like that. I liked how Morty stood up for Jack. For Jerry, um, but and then you of course caught the fact that that Cla- uh, Jack was the one that actually took the Scotch tape from earlier. That that Morty yes, was yeah, which is for. funny. Yeah, like and that was yeah. That's kind of like the beginning. But to, I, I don't, I don't, I don't judge Jack for taking the pen back because Jerry was offering him the pen back, and so Jack isn't a jerk for taking the pen back uh, at all, in my opinion. Eh. So Morty's in the wrong. I don't know, man. He didn't, like, he didn't ask. He didn't ask for the pen back. But he was Jerry willingly offered the pen back. He was a jerk for when he gave the pen to Jerry. That it started this whole thing. Like that. Yeah, well, no, no, no. His wife was the jerk. She was the one who spread the rumors. I don't think Jack was a was a jerk. Okay, can we can we talk Jack about was the story? one who was giving him the pen. He was being nice about it. I took it as yeah. Jack was the jerk, but I think, I think you're right. I think it, basically it's his wife. So, so what you're saying is your takeaway is is that Jack gave it to him freely, and if his wife yes. didn't spread everything around, basically, it would have been dead, right? It would have been dead on the spot, right? Like that's what you're saying. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I say she is the one who spread it because that's what Helen said, and I think Helen obviously knows this situation, so I'm taking her word for pretty much knowledge base for the situation. But I can also, I would also guarantee Jack is the type of guy who the second they left, if the camera followed them, I feel like he would turn to his wife and say, I can't believe Jerry took my pen. <laughs> yes. You know, he would have been that kind of guy. Yes. And I agree with you there. That's, I a hundred percent agree with you, but, but you don't think he would have like, it wouldn't have spread. It was his wife that basically uh, made it spread. Well, I think it would have spread. He probably would have told other people, but I think she is the catalyst for like the quick spread because Helen mentioned okay. that. Okay. So we both, we both, so Jack is kind of a jerk here though. I don't think he's a jerk here. No, he's a jerk off on his own. Off camera, he's a jerk. Okay. He's not being a jerk on camera. Right. I think, you know, when he gave him the pen, he's being, you know, he thought he was being a nice dude and he was. And then when Jerry straight up offered him the pen back and he wanted the pen because he loved his fucking pen. Of course, it writes upside down. It's a great pen. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so he took it back and he was excited about that. But then Morty is mad because he's assuming that there is pressure 
for Jerry to give it, but Jerry was the one who felt that there was pressure and gave it back. Jerry didn't have to give the pen back. Anyway, basically, we are like we were yelling like Morty and uh, Jack right there <laughs> at each other. <laughs> so now the real question is, which one of us is Morty and which one of us is Jack? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to be Jack. I want those eyebrows. Yeah, that? all that all that power, dude. I want all that power. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> but um, uh, at the event, uh, apparently, you know, Elaine was was in pain before, and so she took some muscle relaxers, and she's apparently relaxed a little too much, uh, and she's a little bit high, a little bit kind of acting drunk, uh, basically. Uh, we meet. We see Uncle Leo. We hadn't seen him since probably the Pony Remark episode as well, or so. Uh, but he made the trip down here, and uh, Jerry introduces his aunt Stella to Elaine, and we just get. I mean, uh, you know, this is a clip show worthy moment of right here and again later, uh, where Elaine in her you know brain muscle relaxer stupor. Here's the name Stella, and is immediately taken to the streetcar named Desire movie. Yeah. And says, Stella! <laughs> just, Every bit it's of, great. Like, like, from from this scene moving forward, like, all the stuff at the that the retirement, yeah. not the retirement home, but all the stuff at the banquet, this is all clip, this whole entire scene is clip show. Even her taking the picture where the, the photographer says, say astronaut, and she's like, what? Yeah. Say what? <laughs> she loses her mind, which I've been, She does a good job. I've been high as fuck before, and, like, someone just says the right thing and you're like no no you didn't just say that and and completely destroys you you know um but all of this is fantastic her yelling stella is so so great i love it but um but not i don't want to be remiss i don't want to miss the fact that we also got a cousin jeffrey uh uh, we did reference here so we got a bob sacramento last episode and a cousin jeffrey one this episode yeah basically i mean Uncle Leo thinks that his son is just the the greatest thing since sliced bread. He can do everything better. He thinks he's funnier than Jerry. Jerry, the, you know, comedian who makes his living, uh, you know, and he was just on, they even bring up the mention that he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And so obviously you have to be a pretty damn good comedian to get on that. And, uh, and Leo is like, no, and you weren't that funny. Uh, you know, Jeffrey's funnier than you. You should use him to write your material. And he works for the fucking Parks Department. I, I know. It's ridiculous. Like, all right, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the long running gag over the entire oh, series yeah. of like Jerry's parents parents and and kind of like you know everyone kind of being like oh that's cute like yes he makes a shit ton of money he is very successful but his parents are like oh it's cute you make your jokes you know like and mm-hmm. i know that they're supportive I, I totally get that but as an artist whose you know mother worked for the u.s government for 40 years whose father sold used cars for like 30 years neither of them understand like what you and i are doing here you know what i mean and like yeah and, and anytime i tell them <laughs> yeah. like how many like subscribers we have and like how how good we're doing they're just like okay that's that's fine and i'm like ah you just you don't get it and i guess yeah. i guess as an artist i kind of understand uh jerry's point of view because he's always trying i think to to make his his parents kind of like because he buys him a car and everything and uh but i yeah. do like the long-running gag of at uh, any point in time people are just like yeah but are you really that funny <laughs> you know and yeah his mom's exactly. like do the dog bit she just like she she minimalizes like what he does and yes, even though he do, is definitely. very successful everyone kind of minimalizes it and i i like that i kind of dig that i think that's funny and i think it's probably heartfelt it's probably comes from larry david and jerry seinfeld's real background you know yeah i would agree 
so at the event, Jack is the MC, and he's doing like a whole roast of uh, Morty, and it's going over really well. It's actually quite funny. Everybody's enjoying it. Even Helen's enjoying it, but not Morty. Morty is the type of guy who can't take a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I don't like about this. This is the only moment that I don't like in this episode because I'm just like Morty, just be cool. Like he's just he's just yeah. fucking around. Like we're all just having a good time here, you know? Yeah, I mean, but part of it is probably because they are, you know. Uh, somewhat enemies or whatnot and so morty thinks that you know it's taken you know mostly he is you know really ripping on him um but you know at the same time yeah morty just just take a chill pill it's it's fine uh, but you know things escalate morty brings up the whole pen situation about you know jack taking the pen back and you know trying to basically uh you know defame him in front of everybody um and they end up fighting and jack's like denture gets broken or some shit like that in his mouth um, and and shit gets shit gets wild. <laughs> Jerry tries to do his act in front of everybody, uh, and I can audibly hear Larry David is one of the old people voices uh, who's yelling in the background. Um, you know, just to, from the audience, you can absolutely tell. And then you know, while all this madness is happening, we get the perfect moment of Elaine just all of a sudden screaming Stella <laughs> still like that right there is like the pinnacle of the madness what is happening this weekend <laughs> it's, it's so fantastic it's a great climb I mean it is a climax to this episode I think yeah. very few Seinfeld episodes culminate into like this crescendo of of stuff yeah, happening yeah, that's it, a good way to put it yeah it's it's so much fun it's it's oh my god it's amazing but real quick before we we jump to the next scene I do want to call back i did notice during um the very first stella part where not this table not when they're at the table but the first stella part um both the actors of of helen and morty especially helen trying not to like crack up (laughs) behind julie louis strife yeah you you can see it on her face she was just like dying and i wonder how many like takes they had to do of it but you could you could you could tell that the actors were both trying not to die (laughs) there yeah they're having a good time. I mean, Julie Louise Reffes, who was like kind of known as cracking up more than anybody yeah. else on this show, she was she was in her little drunk character <laughs> really well. <laughs> she was having a yeah, she was having a good time with that. And yeah, if you guys watch the like a lot of the documentaries and stuff, I, I seemed like she would laugh a lot, and sometimes I think she would upset Michael Richards by, by doing that. Yeah. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Uh, so, but because of her back, uh, we have a chiropractor, you know, we're at the next day and he's telling her that she has to stay there for five more days before he can basically clear her to go fly back to New York. And she's not happy about it. Uh, we also just get funny. Morty obviously slept on that same pullout and he now his back is hurt too. Uh, and Jerry re- brings back the whole like, you know, oh, it'll go by fast. You know, it's just, it's really five days. You know, honestly, that's like two is really you know you take away sleep and you take away other stuff and he's trying to do that same comforting but like you know that bullshit routine uh and if i find it quite humorous yeah and he's just kind of run through quickly uh and then uh we move on to a stand-up act to finish things up yeah and not one of the best um basically he's talking about how hot and muggy it is down in florida and he's like is it not hot and muggy enough for these guys he's like if they ever decide to land on the sun uh, all they you know uh um the old retired guys will love it. Uh, they'll just sit there on a bench uh, with wet washcloths on their head and uh, saying how they want to build a sweat up. You know, I was like, okay, so like old people mm-hmm. like to be in the the hot heat because they're always cold. That's basically yeah. it. I I did not care for for that that 
stand-up joke at the end really it didn't really yeah. do much yeah. for me um yeah sadly not not the strongest ending <laughs> no no all right so uh let's go into our wrap-up about this episode um as we mentioned before yeah this is the only episode that george did not appear in you said he didn't even notice it, and i agree this episode moves very well without him um you know not to say not to say we don't love our george and we want him on it but this is a successful episode without him and kramer and one of my favorites of all time, Chinese episode, is without Kramer, who we adore Kramer, both of us. And we both love that episode. Yeah. Um, but there is a funny story. I mean, apparently, you know, tell us, because uh, you, you did some of the background, you heard uh, Jason Alexander may not have been so happy. Yeah, he, he saw this episode or, you know, after they filmed it, he went up to Larry David and said, hey, you know, if you ever do this again, I'm you can basically just write me out completely. And his justification is like, if you don't need me here all the time, then basically, like, what am I doing? And I, as an artist, I, I can totally understand where he's coming from, I guess, but Like you just said, this is one of my all-time favorite episodes, just like The Chinese Restaurant, and both of them do not have the entire cast. Now, you and I both... Mm -hmm. Both. And and doesn't appear, doesn't happen in New York with the normal places, which you've mentioned as well as a thing you like. Yeah, exactly. And and for my takeaway from this one, I love the fact that it pretty much all takes place in the apartment in Jerry's yeah, parents. Yeah, it does still. Yeah, an apartment. Uh, uh, yeah. In one location, which I love. But yeah, dude, it's 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 a weird takeaway because I don't want, not want George and Kramer in my episodes. I want them all in the episodes, but... I loving this episode as much as I do and loving the Chinese food episode as much as I do uh, the Chinese restaurant one. I, I almost wish that the writers had more flexibility to write out Michael Richards, to write Mm -hmm. out Kramer and write out George Costanza at some point, like, Maybe just one episode a season. That's it. Because it Mm -hmm. it was nice to mix things up. It was nice to spend more time with the the Seinfelds. Like, it gave us more time with Jerry's parents. And I think that's that's where, like, the enjoyment comes from. Um, My takeaway from the episode is I love it. It's, like, one of my top uh, episodes of all time. Um, So it's, it's weird, man. It's a weird way to think of it. Because I don't want things to ever change. But at the same time, I can't deny the fact that I love this episode so much. Yeah, no, I agree with you um, wholeheartedly. It's a, it's a, I'm a fan of this episode, um, particularly the whole, the pen drama is so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and the Stella moments are just perfect. They're fantastic. You know, this is a top notch episode. You know, it's, it's quite good. It's not as good as, you know, some other ones, but this is a some classic stuff here with the Seinfeld. I love this episode. I give it four out of five Stellas. <laughs> it is so so fucking good. I I gotta give it four point five muscle relaxing pills. There you go. Four point five. Okay, I, dude. I I think it's just for the fact that like almost everything they talked about paid off at some point. Even the scotch tape missing. Like I didn't even yeah. kind of like think about it when Jack Clampus finally said, I'm the one who took your scotch tape, you know? And I was like, Oh shit. I forgot that that was like even the thing right at the beginning of this episode. So 
I think it's just a great example of having every single like thread have some kind of payoff at the end. And I think for me, that really elevated what honestly, what keeps it from being a complete five for me is that mm-hmm. the stand up bits weren't that strong in it. And, yeah. and there were only two. So they I think they even knew that they weren't that strong here. So, you know, that yeah. that's that's what kind of I think marred it just a little bit for me. But it's an episode that if if Seinfeld is playing on TV, say it was like an all day marathon. If this episode came on and I was like, you know, cleaning or doing something, I would sit down and watch the entirety of the 20 minutes. Like I wouldn't walk away from this episode at all. There is no bad spot in this episode. I agree. It's good stuff. Great stuff. So, all right, buddy. Now right. this was this was a good one, my man. This was uh this was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, nice to get, nice to get some of those uh, just those iconicy moments in every every now and then in here. Yes, just makes you makes you remember. Remember, I mean, every episode makes me remember why I'm watching every episode, but these ones particular, like, God damn it, this is this is good stuff. So. Yeah, and and the fact that um, you know, I, I, we kind of mention it occasionally, but just so you guys know, we kind of record two episodes back to back, so we record the, we we recorded the truth right before this mm-hmm. episode, and yeah, dude, I gotta be like both of these episodes. I was like, oh man, this is, and, and we all know we love season three is great. We love it. But season two is fantastic too. But it's like watching, mm-hmm. watching the, the pen is like, oh my God, this is so classic. <laughs> and this is like, this yeah. is why we do it. Like the pen is literally like yeah. why we do Cartwright. But then at the same time, I liked the truth more than I thought I was going to. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. that was like a little happy bonus. It's like, oh neat. Like this is why we do it, dude. To kind of like rediscover the sh- the the episodes we might've like sort of like looked over if we were just watching it on our own. And then at the same time, just really dig into the episodes that were just classics. And I love it, man. Yeah. All right, sir. Let's wrap things up by telling everybody where you are out in the internet world. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me on most active on Instagram at Corey Nation. And podcast wise, I'm all over the Blast from Our Past network. You can hear me every other week on Podcasting After Dark with my buddy Zach. We talk about cult horror and weird movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, kind of stuff like Tough Turf with James Spader and uh, uh, Life Force with Matilda May. And uh, you can occasionally hear me on Blast from Our Past podcast, buddy. What uh, What's that one all about? Yeah, that one is all about nostalgic TV shows, movies. Uh, we do top 10 lists. We do album reviews. You know, we do a lot of different stuff that is nostalgia based and uh speaking of that you show up every now and then uh if anybody wants to become a patron of blast from our past podcast uh you we have started monthly content and you sir are on our one that's coming out this september it may actually already be out by the time this episode airs uh but if y'all you know start at a whatever level uh, and jump in, you will get a fantastic trivia episode that uh, John did. He hosted against me and Corey, and I think it went pretty damn well. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm not a big trivia guy, but it was a lot of retro, like, 70s, 80s, and 90s, like, pop culture stuff, and I gotta mm-hmm. say, I had a blast with that, and as someone yep. who 
personally backs the Blast From Our Past Patreon. <laughs> uh, this was before we even started working together or anything. I've been backing uh-huh. you guys for a while now and because uh, I love your show. Uh, it's a good one. I got to admit, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So you guys should definitely, cool. definitely check yeah. that out when you get a chance. And yes. speaking of uh, checking things out real quick, we plugged them last episode, but we love these guys. So let's just plug them again real quick. The Friday Five podcast is the newest addition to our Blast From Our Past network. Uh, they do a, uh, every other week. They do a kind of a, a retro pop culture podcast. It's a it's the perfect fit for our network. So we're growing, guys, and uh, check them out. Friday Five Podcast. You can listen to them and all of our shows, every single one of them, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and if you guys can, if you could leave a five star review and maybe like a sentence or two, like a, a review for Cartwright, any of the other shows that you guys listen to on on Apple Podcast. Um, I know a lot of people listen on Spotify and everything, but to get new listeners, the ratings on Apple Podcasts really help. So mm-hmm. if you guys get a chance, if you listen to, to our shows on the network, Cartwright, Podcasting After Dark, Blast From Our Past, and Friday Five, if, if you have a second to leave a, a review, that would be wonderful. If you don't have a second, just just recommend us to a friend. Just be like, hey, I got a really cool podcast you should check out. Here you go. Easy peasy. And we really appreciate every single review you all have left so far. They've all been just fantastic. So thank you guys so, so much. And thank you for all your support. We're, we're growing, and it's because of the fans, 100%. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> thank you, Corey, for thanking them for so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> now, it's off to Del Boca Vista for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 